five, four, three, two, one. You already know who it is, Punkadella Files, Cowboy Debop, The Bread Honcho, Silly the Kid, The Nurian Morn, Unicorn, Mirror Mirror on the Wall, Who's the Most Punkadelic of Them All? That's fucking right! Now, I have no idea what the fuck... I don't know if you guys can hear that, but my dog has decided that now is the right time to go absolutely mental playing with an empty Diet Coke bottle. Billy! Stop! Good boy. So what the fuck are we going to call this one, Punkadella Files? I have no idea. So, as we're going throughout this tonight, make sure that you're watching out for something that we can fucking call this episode. I'll try and call out some of the fucking good things, if we come up with any good things as we're moving along. So sooner rather than later, I will do another, like, something more scripted or well not scripted script is not the right word something more structured something with a bit more thought behind it but for right now like i don't know if you guys have been enjoying the last three episodes um i'm not sure what the numbers specifically have been like for those episodes but i know there has been a big upswing in the numbers since we posted those three so thanks everyone for listening and i know that they're just me totally rambling and talking shit nowadays but like there's a certain amount of thought put into the shit that i talk on here so um Whatever, hope you keep coming back. Always surprised that you do. So, whatever. Don't know what the fuck's going to go on here tonight, but we're going to pull some sort of theme out of our ass by the end of the fucking show. Um, as I say, I'll do a more scripted, structured one soon, but for tonight, the BS is going to fucking fly. All right, here we go. Three or four links in a row. No idea what they're about. Let's see. Smoke and fire alarms go off in International Space Station. Well, that's just the fucking... Like the worst nightmare scenario you could ever hear about, right? Crew in Russian segment reports smoke and smell of burnt plastic possibly linked to battery recharge. Wow, that is absolutely the last thing. Like, okay, everything's already back to normal. There's no harm done here. This is fucking... Well, whatever. That's just one of the worst days at the fucking office I've ever even heard about. How fucking freaked would you be once that alarm went off? You'd be like... Yo, what the fuck is that noise, Sergey? Are you hearing that shit? Have I lost the fucking plot? Have I gone fucking space mad? What is that? A fire alarm? Are you fucking kidding me? There's no way they're drilling for fires every single day. Well, I mean, maybe there is. I don't know what the fuck goes on on the International Space Station, but it seems like probs nah. Okay, what have we got next here? Firm raises $15 million to bring back Woolly Mammoth from Extinction. Bro, there are now five movies all about how and why this is a bad idea. Five of them. About two of them are worth watching. But there are five. And yes, of course, when I say about two of them worth watching, one of those is, of course, Jurassic Park 3, whenever the dinosaur says, Alan! Alan! Fantastic bit of fucking filmmaking. 
10,000 years after woolly mammoths famished, vanished, 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 they were vanished, they were famished, um, <clears throat> vanished from the face of the earth, scientists are embarking on an ambitious project to bring the beasts back to the Arctic tundra. The prospect of recreating mammoths and returning them to the wild has been discussed seriously at times for more than a decade, but on Monday, researchers announced fresh funding they believe could make their dream a reality. Look, I feel like I read this headline every fucking three years, and it's just like, you know what it fucking is, bro? No mammoths. No fucking mammoths. So, look, nobody wants to see woolly mammoths floating about more than me. I couldn't be a bigger Mastodon fan. Now, I know that Mastodons are not the same as woolly mammoths before, before some fucking dickhead sends the show some sort of note about that, okay? Listen, if that's you and you're thinking about it, don't fucking bother, alright? Quit. But, um, you know, nobody wants to see one more than me. Like, absolutely. They're supposed to be like three or four times the size of an elephant. So it's just like, okay, have we thought about how we're going to feed these cunts? Let's just, like, let's break it down to brass tax stuff like that. Nobody wants to see them more than me. Um, so where are we at here? How woolly mammoths could return to the... Oh, there's a lot of science here. Our goal isn't just to bring back the mammoth, but to bring back interbreedable herds that are successfully rewilded back into the Arctic region. Okay, and then it goes on to get fucking involved in some sort of equivocation or making equivalence. I don't know about what the term is, but that the, that the bringing back the mammoths is somehow a positive step in the field of climate change. Like, oh yeah... All those gizmos and whatnot aren't powered by fucking diesel and full of lithium-ion batteries. I forgot that science is totally green itself. Huh? These things are more complicated. Nobody's hands are squeaky fucking clean. Alright, third headline of the day. We are knocking this shit out tonight, punkadelophiles. Let's go. Brazilian minister tests positive for COVID after meeting maskless Johnson. Oh yeah, well like... Do you think that's the first time that Boris Johnson's ever given another man a disease? Come on, the fuck. How the fuck's that a headline? Come on, let's move on. All right. Bullet points here for you. Went to see the new Suicide Squad. Had a fucking brilliant time. Don't really remember the finer points of the plot or whatnot, but had a fabulous time. Infinitely better than the last one. Enjoyable. Um, King Shark played for laughs when he is very intelligent in the comics and... I did have some nerd rage over that, but when you see it, you'll understand. And it's the, it's he's just fulfilling the Groot role from the Guardians of the Galaxy. If you feel like that's a fair comparison, because it's the same director, I feel like it is. Um, light years ahead of what they did with the last one, way more fun than Wonder Woman. Not quite as you know, not quite as good as Zack Snyder's Justice League, but you know what the fuck is. Definitely encourage you to go and see that one at the cinema if you can. Then also, so I lived out a fucking, just a film nerd's dream recently. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught wind of a new show called the, or a new movie, excuse me, called The Prisoners of the Ghostland. And this is a new movie starring Nicolas Cage by a visionary young Japanese director. Um, it's a western and on the poster for the movie there's a quote from cage himself which just says the wildest movie i've ever made and like i was just sold right there i'm a simple man it doesn't take a whole pile nicholas cage saying something is the wildest movie he's ever made double d's on board 
So it was Nick Cage, some Latina bird, and Bill Mosley, a.k.a. Chop Top from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 in a Japanese Western. And that was, of course, exactly as bonkers as you would expect. Um, I'm not certain that I grasped absolutely everything that was going on in the movie. Um, but I'm very pleased that I went to see it at the cinema because it's just like, you know, if I didn't go to see that at the cinema, I never would have seen it and I probably would have not had such a positive experience with it or ever been as enthused to go back and re-watch it. So um, maybe in the future I will re-watch it and see what the fuck was going on. But very, very visually striking a lot of like, you know, reminded me of a kung fu movie, and there were a lot of extras and a lot of lush set design in it. And then obviously a western, and Bill Mosley's got a history of being in cult cinema, so it was, uh, yeah, pretty nerdy night at this at the flicks. But um, also, I just brought my vape and made sure that I was absolutely fucking high as a horse's ass for it, which I believe was one of the best ways to take in a movie. And that was, of course, at the Rio Theater, East Vancouver. Vancouver, Canada, British Columbia. But just, you gotta go. If you ever wind up in this city, gotta go take in a movie at the Rio. Guaranteed to be something interesting playing. Okay, so not to bring the mood down too much then, but also just like, I just really, really, really hate that Michael K. Williams is dead. You know, I'm not saying I kept up with absolutely everything that he did after he was Omar in The Wire, but like, that's a part that makes it worth mourning in and of itself. You know, if you haven't seen The Wire, look, trust me, the hype is justified. you got to just watch it all. You can't bitch at me about parts of it being slower than others or, oh, I don't like this season or all the bullshit that people come at you with. Oh, I can't understand their accents. It's like, yo, do you understand that none of us are talking shit when we tell you that this is the best TV series of all time and you have got to persevere with it you're a fucking adult you will get out of the wire what you put in because the closer you watch the more details you see the more intricate you realize this fucking tapestry is and they wove it fucking immaculately so yes the sopranos is a great tv show but the wire is better by a margin i would say by a margin so first very sad I always hope to see Michael Kyle Williams just like explode as an actor as it's been waiting for a number of people from the wire cast like I thought for sure Dominic West Jimmy McNulty would get more parts um the guy that played Bodie the guy that played Bubbles um who else oh the bunk I thought the bunk would move on to bigger and better things I thought Marlowe would show up Thought Marlowe would show up as a villain in a movie somewhere along the line. You know, Idris Elba's really the only one that blew up. So it's just it's just an interesting case of how something can be the greatest TV show of all time and then none of the actors ever really move on. But um so sad to see that Michael K. Williams died. And also if it was um I don't know if it's come out yet, I haven't really looked back into it. But like if it was that fentanyl shit, then it's just like do you know what it is? It's like game over. That's it. If it can take out fucking Omar, then I think the putting white powders up your nose game is done for everybody. So I just well fucking done, everyone. You ruined it. 
You fucking ruined it. So, I don't know, but it just seems like that is something that we could have avoided. And, you know, maybe if America wasn't so fucking reliant on opiates, then all of that shit wouldn't have been called for in the fucking first place. And now then it wouldn't be running rampant, taking out people like Prince and fucking Michael K. Williams like this. And then probably a whole bunch of other motherfuckers that I'm not thinking of right now. So whatever. It's just sad to see Michael K. Williams dead. It's always like, I mean, it's always sad to hear about somebody dying, but like, some of these hit fucking hard when it's someone whose work that you really, really, really admire. Like, so look after yourselves out there. Um, if you have to do the no-no drugs, please try and be as mindful as possible about it. So can't be a whole pile clearer than that. Um, so to try and pick the mood back up, apologies about that, but thought it was, you know, Omar in the Wire is that good of a performance. It's worth marking. It's worth getting fucking bummed out about, I think. Bill, can you stop that? Good boy. But I wanted to talk to you about the return of a great podcast now. So this is a podcast called Open Tabs, and it's just, if you go to the Burtcast stream, you'll see them all in there. So it's a real simple, real stupid idea by Bert Kreischer, where... So how Bert runs this one is what he does is every single tab that he opens in a week in Google Chrome, he sits down and he goes through the most interesting ones at the end of the week. And it's just like, he's always looking into all these different weird things and he's always excited about them and he's always doing a stupid laugh. And it's just like, that's Bert at his best, just being enthusiastic about stupid shit that you never realized that you could be interested in, but he's just fucking big stupid he's like a big you don't want to like a real big dumb dog that just wants to jump on you and lick your fucking face it's like that's the sort of energy that Bert gives off at his absolute best now yes he does go Hollywood Bert sometimes and he was acting like a little bit of a fucking girl over getting dosed with a little bit of Molly that time but at his best I keep saying this at his best like doesn't Bert Kreischer the machine just seem like someone you want to hang out with Definitely, definitely seems like he knows how to enjoy life. So definitely encourage you to check that out. Open Tabs is back. Haven't listened to the regular Birdcast in ages. Can't be arsed with it. Um, maybe one guest, maybe somebody interested me recently, but I- I'm not quite sure. Um, so great to see Open Tabs back. But I think that I unintentionally have ripped that off because what I do is just keep a note open in the background of my computer on work at all times or, you know, have a widget to get to the same note then on the home screen of my phone. So as soon as I think of something that I would think would make like a good minute on the podcast, I just make a note of it and then I just go through that list whenever I sit down to do it. Sometimes it's more involved than others, you know, and also like back in the day we tried a whole diff- bunch of different storytelling formats and whatnot and sometimes we get into topics more in a more involved way than just bouncing between them like this. But this is cool. This is like a magazine show. You get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. No, I don't know. Well, I have a blast producing the show like this and it's easy and I'm getting way more comfortable behind the mic just doing this and now I can afford fucking bullet bourbon also. So I don't know where the fuck I was going with any of that. Um, Open tabs is great. Check that shit out. Uh, okay, what finally sucked me into the culture wars? So I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm sort of sick of hearing about people getting cancelled and comedians saying this and that and the other. And it's like, 
yeah, because you're professional comedians, you care about that. But the people on the street that don't give a fuck, that understand that, you know, you can joke about whatever you want because someone is always going to be offended by something. So it just simply boils down to either it's all okay or none of it's okay. So what the fuck? It's black or white like that as far as I see it. And, you know, some jokes are going to sting you because they hurt a little personally. But, you know, you got to appreciate that it's a comedian's job to go out there and try and push these buttons in a certain sense as well. So, I don't know. So, I'm sick of hearing about it on podcasts. I'm tired of it. I, I don't want to bring that energy to this podcast ev- ever either. But, what almost sucked me in the other day was a post where it was... uh display full of blue pumpkins and like i couldn't work out what the joke was because the caption was all there was a caption on it that was like oh if a child comes to your door this year with a blue pumpkin that's for autistic kids you know don't treat them any different or if they don't say anything don't be like oh you have to say a trick or treat and it's just like if any right so i got sucked in straight away because i was just like who in the name of fucking god is sending their autistic child out by themselves with a bucket that identifies them as fucking different to go knocking on strangers' doors. Do these cunts read newspapers? Is one of those the Boston Globe? If not, I suggest to go back and read a story from about 2004. You know what I'm saying? People been touching kids. So... I just, it turned out it was from a meme page, okay, but I already had sent it to five friends and gone fucking buck daft about the whole thing. And I think at the end of the day, the joke was just some dickhead painted them blue, not orange. And it was just like, what the fuck? Who wants a blue pumpkin? But I did not get that. They sent me right down the garden path with that whole autism thing. And I was just like, I'm not fucking having that. Absolutely fucking not. But there we go. So almost got sucked in kind of did for one second if you think about it but now i'm prepared to sit back and laugh about it i'm the fucking balloon in the situation it's whatever all right so i was laughing recently also this one girl whose only fans i used to subscribe to on instagram was complaining she'd sent away for a 23andme dna test and all of her results came back like white it was like german norwegian swedish england whatever And she was raging. She was like, oh, it's not interesting at all. And it's just like, but you're white. Like, even if you had, you know, 25%, let's just say Nigerian heritage, just because I'm trying to think of a country that's predominantly black without being too racist about it. But you're still white, like. You don't get to claim that heritage straight away, even though that culture has never been in your life for one second. I don't think. Do you know? And then it's just like, like, you put things up your butt to fund your black metal tape cassette collection. Like, don't you think that you have bigger fish to fry here? I just don't know. And then the same girl, like, I've seen her on her Instagram stories talk about being on the autism scale. And I'm just like, there is no element of victimhood that Americans won't try to claim for themselves. You know? I just... 
how do they keep see, how do they keep seeing themselves as the victims? It just seems like sometimes they really, really lack some self awareness when they don't realise just how fucking good they have it. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck the point of that whole rant was, but like your twenty three of me results or whatever, they are what they are. You can't be raging about them. Can you? I don't know. Something about it doesn't fucking sit right with me. Okay, here we go. Let's we've got another fucking linked Colorado radio host who urged boycott of vaccines dies of COVID nineteen. Good. Fucking good. Bob Enyart, recalled by his co-host as the wisest person I've I've known. Wow, is that guy a comedian? Because that's great. He urged a boycott of vaccines. He dies of COVID-19. And his colleague calls him the wisest person I've known. So are you trying to tell me that that boy knows a bunch of cons that are not wise? Come on. Also, reportedly mocked people who died of AIDS. Well, what a nice guy. Bob Enyart, a right-wing talk radio host in Colorado who urged people to boycott vaccines for COVID-19, has died of COVID-19. Great sentence. Beautifully put together. Enyart's death was reported two weeks after the Denver Bible Church said he and his wife had been taken to hospital. Pastor Bob, of course he's a fucking pastor. Of course he is. Pastor Bob and Cheryl are in good hands and improving daily, the church said then. We anticipate and pray for a full recovery. We both grieve and rejoice together during this challenging time. In a Facebook post on Monday, Enyart's co-host Fred Williams said, It comes with an extremely heavy heart that my close friend and co-host of Real Science Radio has lost his battle with COVID. Bob Enyart was one of the smartest and without question the wisest person I've known. All the while being exceedingly kind and humble and always, always willing to listen and discuss anything you wanted. Heaven's gain has left an enormous hole here on earth. In contrast, the Denver Post reported that Enyart was a practiced and brutal provocateur who once used a show on cable television to mock by name people who died of AIDS. According to a 1989 profile, profile by Westward, Enyart gleefully read obituaries of AIDS sufferers while cranking Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. <laughs> Alright, that's funny. On one level. On one level. But I'm also glad this fucking cunt has died. Enyart also called for women who had abortions to face the death penalty. Alright, well then that's just enough for reading about this fucking prick then. Can we dig the cunt up and stick our dicks in his fucking corpse? What the fuck are you doing, son? It's just, and of course he's a fucking pastor. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. What do you call one dead Christian? A good fucking start. Okay, lads, do I have an album recommendation for you or what? We listened to both of the the uh, the advanced singles from uh, the Bronx album on this podcast. The Bronx 6 came out this year. They're so cool. They don't even name their albums. They just give them fucking numbers. Um, it came out and it is exceptional. White Shadow and Super Bloom that we listen to on here set a rocking pace straight out of the fucking, like real fast, real high energy tracks out of the fucking gates. Album hits you like a kick in the face. Then there's a slightly more mellow one. Then we get this track, lads and ladies, called Curb Feelers, which is the best punk song I have heard in years. It is fucking violent 
and fucking fast and still groovy somehow and it just makes me want to fucking murder police officers i could watch this song set to a montage of just cops getting the shit kicked out of them for like loop that shit for 45 minutes plus i'm watching every single fucking second it makes me want to fucking murder people it gets me fucking going and the rest of the album is no slouch either. There's a great track on there called Jack of All Trades. There's a great track called High Five. And there's a great track called New Lows. And it's very well spaced between sort of like little more mid-pacey ones and really, really fast, intense ones. And they are back. I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do with album five. But for album six, they've knocked it out of the fucking park. And it's probably gonna be my album of the year i don't know if there's a better time than that out there this year while she sleeps was great but while she sleeps took a lot of fucking a lot of chances on that album so let's see it'll be interesting when we get to december and look back and see everything that there's been so on top of that album recommendation i want to let you know that the comedy special of the year is out and it is available for free on youtube right now and that is of course shane gillis's Shane Gillis's special and it's just finally we all get to see what everyone in the New York comedy scene was actually talking about when he first got fired from SNL because him getting fired from SNL is the first time that any of us fucking heard of him let's all just admit that to ourselves however then he's all of our favorite podcasters best friends it seems then as we start to learn more and more about him we realize oh this guy's a fucking geezer he's not a fucking racist he's hilarious and some people can't take a fucking joke. And so many people that came after him at that point have now had their own indiscretions exposed. And they've been far fucking worse. And I think that it's even fucking worse for them. Because it makes them fucking hypocrites also. And I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before. No, I'm joking because I know I have. But I fucking hate hypocrites. Be as much of a piece of shit as you want. But fucking own it, okay? Come on. That's all we're asking for. That's not that much. You still get to do what you want in that scenario. You just have to answer for it. That's all. But yes, Gillis' special is hands down the funniest fucking shit I have seen in a long time. I belly laughed a bunch of times. The the chunk about Trump is bonkers. His opening joke is incredible. Um, The chunk about his sister, he just... And you know, it's not even an hour long. It's 48 minutes. I think it's perfectly timed. I think he's got presence. I think he works the crowd well. I just, I fucking loved it. And you will too. It's hilarious. Shane Gillis on YouTube. Get that shit checked out. Oh man, so not to bring the mood back down as well, but also just wanted to make mention because this podcast deals a lot with podcasts and comedians. And so I've heard a lot of tributes to Norm MacDonald over the last week. And this will be the shittest one that you ever hear, but... What I knew Norm MacDonald most from was being the voice of Pigeon in Mike Tyson Mysteries. Mike Tyson's animated show where him and his adopted Korean daughter and the ghost of the Marquis of Queenbury and a pigeon played by Norm MacDonald all go around in a van solving mysteries. Yes, it exists. Yes, it's one of the greatest pieces of stoner TV you can ever see. Norm MacDonald voiced the pigeon and it was quite obvious that his fingerprints were all over the writing of the show and... It's a hilarious, hilarious performance. I am sure there are bigger and better things that he did in his life, but that's what I know him from, and it cracks me the fuck up. 
So I encourage you to go and have a look at that if you're a fan and you haven't seen that. Or if you're just a fan of weed, there's a show for you. Yo, yo, Punkadel Files. We're back. We're back. As far as you were concerned, I was never away, but I'm back. Couple more bits of fucking business to get through before we move into the best segment in podcast and Walloper Watch, which is going to be a fucking picture this week. There's just, people are always letting themselves down. And, like, it's there to be talked about. These people put this shit into a public forum. It's almost a duty of mine to do this at this stage. So, you're very welcome to come on that journey. We have got loads to get through this week. But before then, what I just want to get into is, um, number one, Rick and Morty take a fucking bow. I love how Rick and Morty is episodic and they just, they deal with something in a week and it's wild and it's wacky and it's out there and then it's completely forgotten about and different the next week. But every once a season, there's a thing that's threaded together into the evil Morty plotline and how that all came together then in the last episode of season 5 was absolutely fabulous. The sequence of Rick's full backstory was absolutely glorious. One of the one of the most impressive feats of animation I've seen in a while. Or perhaps maybe I'm just that involved or invested in it that I just loved it. But the music and everything, I thought it was super cinematic. I just I really, really loved it. I thought that, you know, it's just, it remains head and shoulders above other animated shows. There does seem to be a lot of window dressing for fart jokes sometimes, but when they get the sci-fi concepts right, like they seem to have done with this infinite finite curve thing, then it just, it's a show that pays attention to its details, and it's been a very, very interesting watch, and there are also a lot of fart jokes, so love it, really, really impressed. You've got about a week and a half before I come back on here and start breaking it all down in full and spoil every single fucking second of it. So get the fuck up to speed or get the fuck off the bus, Granda. So I didn't even really want to talk about the whole Machine Gun Kelly Slipknot beef because it seems like the stupidest fucking story in music that there's ever been. Like, here's the thing, Machine Gun Kelly. If it's that fucking big of a beef, then fucking fight them. Right? Fight them then. There's nine of them. And you're... Like, to be generous here, like, you're you're a bit of a twink. You know, like, sorry to dip into the 70s words fucking for gay people rulebook, but, like, you're a bit of a twink, bro. You were at a fucking glitzy party there last week in a fucking nice glittery suit with fucking makeup all over your face and fucking sparkles. So... I just don't know why you think that you can go start beef with Slipknot. It seems fucking insane to me. And it's like, you mind your own fucking business, Machine Gun Kelly. Do you think we all fucking forgot about you trying to cover break stuff or whatever the fuck that abomination was? Mind your fucking business. And Megan Fox as well. Like, yeah, great to look at. But like, what the fuck has she ever done for anybody? Like, am I missing something here? Were we all so blown away by our fucking performance in Transformers 2? Like, that we all just started losing our minds? Now, obviously, this photo shoot that came out today between her and Kourtney Kardashian is... I mean... 
it's wankable. I mean, I think <laughs> bank on it being fucking wankable. It's insane. I can't believe that I was confronted with that at like 9 a.m. this morning when I logged into Instagram. I'm like, that's insane. How am I supposed to go home and tell my girlfriend I love her after I see that? Like, are you kidding me? That's not fucking fair. Them two need to be taken out. The playing field needs to be evened up a bit. So, shut the fuck up, Machine Gun Kelly, or you're going to have me, and you're going to have Slipknot to answer to. And I don't know which is worse, okay? Although, you know, he does have a win over Conor McGregor, so maybe the cunt can fight. Okay, so, the Gabby Potato situation, I don't know why I'm attacking this topic. Like, it seems like I could probably leave this one alone. Little white girl goes missing, um, shows up, there's body cam footage of her and her boyfriend running domestic about a week before she went missing. Boyfriend lands back in Florida. He's been gone for a week. But something about this shit is not sitting right with me. And I don't know if it's because of the fact that here in Canada they have an acronym called MIW, which stands for Murdered Indigenous Women. And they never find any of them. They're ne- they never get found. Not alive, anyway. But, like, we know every single fucking detail of this missing skinny white girl's case. Of course we do. Well, she was away halfway across the country not minding her own fucking business. She was in Wyoming trying to start a website. Hashtag van life. Hashtag dead. How about fucking that? And she was the aggressor if the fucking body cam footage is to be believed. She's scratching up her boyfriend's face uh, fucking giving him grief for getting into the car with dirty boots on. And then coming out with every single stupid annoying bitch cliche possible within... 30 seconds and the cop didn't even ask her anything she's like oh it's just my vibes weren't right and i'm ocd and i was like yeah you are not diagnosed ocd there is zero chance of that but i'm trying to start a website and i'm just so stressed that i just had to do so much work on my computer and it's like yo you asked for this you set off on this hashtag van life fucking thing and now and then look that guy's been solo hiking for a week in a mountain range where nobody knows where he's at, where he doesn't have a car because the car's already been sighted back at the parents' house. That guy has killed himself or I'm a monkey's uncle. Are you kidding me? He is either in Venice fucking Zuela or he is swinging from a tree down there. Like a monkey whose uncle I would be if he isn't. So, I don't know. Something about the whole thing fucking stinks. Now, I hope it's going to come out in the wash, but whatever happens or happened or didn't happen, you know, well, like it could have been an accident then, you know, he fucking, she falls off a cliff and then he's just like, the cops picked me up last week and told me I was getting away with a domestic violence charge, so, like, you know, who's going to fucking believe me? It's something stinks here at Punkadella Files, and it's just about to be the next major trial by social media and people are going to be losing the fucking run of themselves in comment sections and there's going to be so much material for walloper watch i i can barely fucking breathe thinking about it i'm exhausted already so i just don't know again it's shocking that she's dead it's terrible god love her family but people need to be mindful of their mouthy bitch daughters sometimes and just like let them be mouthy bitches, I guess, because it's a free country. But let's do a little bit of damage mitigation and be like, listen, Wyoming in a van? Like, 
there is not like I just I despair of that decision. Of course, someone was coming back dead. Okay, so uh, I went to the store earlier to get some fucking mixer for my drink tonight. Slauncher, everybody. I ran into. It depends on my mood how much I like to run into someone like this in the wild. But a total self-talker. Just coaching himself through what he was doing. So as I was getting up there, he was bent double over the counter looking at all the candy bars. And the guy was just going back behind the counter. Because he'd obviously just asked where the candy bars were. She's like, oh, Kit Kat Twix. Oh, and a special offer. Two for five dollars. Mm. And Kit Kat seemed to be running a contest too. Because it says like, buy two, get one free or something. Or you can win 50 grand if you submit 50 Kit Kat wrappers. I don't fucking know. But this man was just in full-blown external monologue mode and like he was there dicking around i even skipped him in the queue the girl was like who's gonna be next here and i was like i'm gonna be fast and i just got up and bought my bottle of vanilla diet coke with extra caffeine and i got the fuck out of there and i came back here to talk to you punkadelophiles so listen that's it for right now when i come back to fucking doing this i'm gonna record walloper watch by the time this all gets uploaded i think it'll have been about at least two weeks, two and a half weeks since I put up the last one. Um, can't promise that they're going to be weekly. As I've said, appreciate everybody that listens. Every single week we are going to be knocking. Well, not every single week, but every single time I sit down to do this, the crack is going to be fucking good. So keep coming fucking back for more Punkadella files. And make sure you're fucking telling people about this podcast also because it doesn't fucking go anywhere without that. And uh, also we're past 800 plays. We're past 800 fucking plays. What a milestone. Remember, this podcast dies at 100 plays. Or if we get to 52 episodes, whatever comes first. Then I'm fucking bored. Then it's time to move on with whatever the fucking next phase is. Becoming a fucking drag queen or something. So, cheers. Let's keep fucking pushing for that horizon. They live in your community. Get the fuck out. They comment on your posts. Their parents feel them. Fucking disgraceful. They are wallopers. Have a fucking word with yourself. Alright, you fucking radicals. You are very welcome to the very best segment in podcasting. It's Walloper Watch. Now, if you don't know what we do here, Walloper Watch is the part of the show where we call people out for writing stupid fucking comments on the internet. Now, if you've never been Walloper watching before, let me tell you how it goes. It's not so much that we're trying to find people that are, you know, haters or trolls or anyone who's, like, deliberately trying to provoke this angry of a response. But a walloping post is more of, like, when you read something and it's totally inoffensive and you move on with your life. But then you start to think about it and you're like, why would someone write that? then you spend weeks racking your brain about what the fuck some people's problem could possibly be or why they felt the need to make that particular contribution to the universe. And then when it all finally gets too fucking much for you, you start your own podcast just to fucking yell about it. You are very welcome to that podcast. This is Walloper Watch. 
this is this is how we close out Punkadelic Podcast most weeks. If this has been your first week here, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming with us the entire time. Um, we've identified a number of subclasses of wallopers over the weeks, over the months, excuse me. Now, you know, there are MMA wallopers. There are people that just don't understand mixed martial arts that write about it all the fucking time. There are what we call everyday carry wallopers. These people that are obsessed with fucking emptying their pockets and putting pictures of it online. And there are many, 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 many more infractions which might have you labelled a walloper. But also, PSA, never ever forget people that part of the point of Walloper Watch is so that you understand what it is. So that you can do the most important walloper watching of all. And that's in the mirror every single day. Watch out. This shit can suck you in. But I don't want to see any of you ever go down like that. I don't ever want to see a punkadelophile on Walloper Watch. That would be fucking crazy. I've been on it here before. Sometimes it sucks me in. But the point is, we're trying to rise above all this shit and uh, get our own entertainment out of it. So let's go. Let's see who we got up here. It's my recollection also that this edition of Blockbuster, this Blockbuster edition of Walloper Watch is making up for a couple of weeks where we didn't have Walloper Watch. So for that I am sorry. And this is, fuck there's a lot to get through here to be perfectly honest with you guys. So um, also, uh, I'm not sure noticeable or not, but I'm recording these all out of sync all over the place. Anywhere I can get 45 minutes to sit down and do this. Um, And the point being is that this might be a Walloper Watch in first but I am stone cold sober. I mean, I haven't had a drink since yesterday at 11 a.m. Uh, I'm not even a little bit high because I'm on a deliberate tolerance break. You know, that comes for us all, people. That comes for us all. If it's been a while for you to just take it, you know, go two, three days. That next joint is going to fucking knock you out. So, yeah. Stone Cold Sober, trying something different. Um, fuck knows how good or bad this is going to be, but the strength of the Wallopers, I feel, will carry us through this. So here we go. This was from underneath a picture of two of the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships ring girls who are, you know, both professional models. Fucking gorgeous. And this guy thought it would be appropriate to comment, the only thing going for them is looks. Asterisk. Fellas get you a real woman but then he never explains the asterisk is that like is that supposed to denote sarcasm it's like oh only thing they have going for them is looks and then that's in inverted commas then why didn't you do inverted commas you fucking fool then what are you talking about like define for us a real woman like these you think that it's fucking easy to get a modelling job for bare knuckle fighting championships? You think that there aren't stupid sluts queued up round the fucking block for any job that just requires him to wear a bikini and fucking stand there? Come on, son. Have you fucking met women? Walloper. Okay, what do we got here now? This always fucking catches me on her words. When it's been a couple of weeks and I haven't looked at these notes and there's just a random link in there, who knows what this is going to take us to. Taking us there slowly. Sorry, this page isn't available. The link you follow may be broken or the page may have been removed. Ah, oh, fuck. 
Hmm. That's a shame. Well, never worry because there's always more on the list. So here's one and it's like this. This probably crosses over with the need for a segment on the regular part of the show where we talk about like, what the fuck has happened to heavy metal in the last while? Like, I mean, I just, I know it's been getting more and more corporate since 2000, but here we go. So this is from Andy James, who was a shredder, a solo shredder for a long time and then got scooped up by Five Finger Death Punch because they need that amount of firepower to entertain their fans, apparently. But anyway, here's the point. It's the four of them, all butt ugly fucking white fucking fat guys, right? All balding, all wearing sunglasses inside, all with bad tattoos. And I'm guessing everyone's wearing camo shorts here in this photo. One person's even wearing a trilby. What the fuck? Um, and they're at a sushi restaurant. And so this is the caption. Repost. Celebrating life with my familia. Heart on fire emoji, sunglasses emoji, metal hand emoji, blue heart emoji, hashtag be well, at five finger death punch, at SBV media, at Andy James guitar, at Zoltan Bathory, hashtag sushi, hashtag love and respect. What the fuck is heavy metal about showing your male friends love and respect? Like, yes, there's a certain camaraderie between metal fans and, you know, there's that whole, you know, everybody gets picked up in a mosh pit. You know what I'm saying? It looks violent. It looks crazy. But at the end of the day, everyone's there to have a good time. Now, okay, I will just give myself a disclaimer. You do often see those pit destroyers that are just standing in the middle trying to hurt people. But for the most part. But then... Hashtag love and respect. I mean, that's just like... Like, if you're, you're a straight man, you can't put that on a post of you and three of your friends out eating sushi and not have your sexuality called into question. And don't fucking text this show saying that I'm being toxically masculine because it's just like, listen, what the fuck's going on? I'm not fucking happy about this. This is one of the worst bands in the fucking world and they're out here putting up really, really bad content like this. I mean, I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. But the point being, it's just like, why would you even post that? You're supposed to be fucking stage-striding, arena-slaying fucking rock gods. Act like it. Shite band. Shite people. Shite Instagram post. Wallopers all round. Okay, here we go. Oh my goodness. Right, so again, so that was on the point of heavy metal needing to be better journalized. There also needs to be reg better regular journalism for the news, right? So one of the places that I go to on Twitter for my news is the Byline Times, B-Y-L-I-N-E Times. And it's like a anti-corporate, anti-government, very, very small outfit um, based in London somewhere. It reminds me of the magazine that uh, Blankfist worked for 
in the Millennium series of no- novels, the uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, etc. If that reference helps you contextualize what the byline times is, then fantastic. If not, it's a small newspaper, small independent newspaper. So, you know, they're tweeting. They've got to tweet up a storm. You know, they got to get the news out for a start. And they've got to market themselves so that they can continue to get the correct news out and support things like open democracy and the uh, the doctors that are suing the UK government and shit like that right now. So they've retweeted one of their fans here. And it's like, yes, Byline Times is a great bastion of journalism. But could this lady get a fucking life, please? Okay, where do you hear this, guys? Was having a really shit day, then checked the post and suddenly is much better. I'm going to ignore the TV and radio and settle down for a good read at Byline Times. And then it's a picture of the Byline Times and the front page couldn't be any more fucking apocalyptic. It's Boris Johnson hanging out of a car and the headline says Brexit Britain running on empty. A winter of discontent with a frozen government. It's just like holy fucking shit. This woman is going to relax with this. And also it's like, I'm going to ignore the TV and the radio and settle down for a good... Turn the fucking news off! You need to get the fuck offline and speak to your fucking kids, lady. What is going on here? How is this going to help? You being informed doesn't move the fucking needle, really, does it? Also, she tags someone else in there. Who's she tagging to bring into her fucking shitstorm of a fucking tweet was having a really shit day and then I decided to read the newspaper like I just don't know I mean maybe if you fucking no I'm not making excuses for this fucking bitch what a walloper and then to go and tweet about it it's one thing to actively behave like that it's like oh well (sighs) having a really stressful day so I just thought I'd read a book about the holocaust like what in the name of God are we doing? What is this? Also, people that read books about the Holocaust, I'm not too fucking happy about you either. And stop fucking recommending them to me. While there are Dune sequels that I haven't read, you can shove your boy in the striped pyjamas up your fucking shock. Comprende? Anyway, I just thought, awful, awful tweet. 107 likes. It's got 107 likes. That's, that's fucking shocking, to be honest. Looks like we got us 107 wallopers out here, Sheriff. Now, here we go. So I believe this was from underneath a keto page on Instagram. So if you know about the keto diet, you'll know that there's a lot of bullshit around it. And it's just an excuse for Instagram bitches to start fucking pyramid schemes. It is out of control. Don't go to Instagram. Listen, don't go to Instagram to try and find recipes for lasagna that don't involve pasta. Okay? You're gonna have to do your keto research elsewhere. But anyway, here's this one girl. Uh, So, I believe the post was about uh, how to order keto at Starbucks. Alright, so, only get heavy cream and only use sugar-free vanilla syrup. Okay, there's the cheat sheet for you. Um, but then this one lady has written fucking three comments here, one of which is a reply to herself when nobody asked. To explain the situation, 
even further. Here we go. If you want a more effective, affective with an A, that's incorrect. If you want a more effective change, leave your cup sitting for about two hours and watch your drink turn into the nastiest looking lava lamp of syrups. You'll never want another Starbucks drink again. You're welcome. Smiley face with glowing cheeks. Angel emoji. It's like, yo, what? So I'm, so, so, so to be keto, I have to buy uh, a drink full of sugar from Starbucks and then leave it sitting for two hours and not drink it and watch it turn into a lava lamp of syrups. And then what? One thing that you're not fucking counting on here, bitch, is that how does that quench my thirst? Or how does that get caffeine into me? Huh? What about the people that buy coffee to throw other, over other people? What if your intended victim is keto? You are leaving a lot of shit on the floor here, lady. Alright? So anyway, let me just see. Here's the next fucking thing. This fucking genius then writes back again. Another drink you'll never want to get again is the strawberry and banana smoothie. Leave it in a room for a day. It will explode. And no, the room was no hot. It was actually a beautiful 70 outside. What, 70 Celsius? A fucking milkshake blew up when you brought it home? What are you talking about? I don't think that Starbucks drinks do turn into disgusting lava lamps either. Now, I don't know any fucking idiots that are leaving their Starbucks drinks to sit there for two hours and then inspecting the contents. But let's just buy into this girl's bullshit for the, for the duration of the first comment then come down to the second one here. Leave it. And she doesn't even spell half this right. Leave it in our room for a day. It will explode. It will explode, you fucking balloon. And no, the room was not hot. Because you knew people were going to have fucking questions to ask about this ridiculous statement. And then, to further sum up this fucking... Awful five minutes this bitch was having. She's replied to that second comment saying, Smoothie was from McDonald's. So why the fuck does it matter underneath a post about Starbucks? So this girl is just out here fucking... Single-handedly trying to save you from sugary beverages. Who the fuck appoints these people? Somewhere... A village is missing its idiot, right? This is what we need. We need we need more funding for public schools so that more of these clowns can be fucking lollipop ladies and stand there fucking telling kids when and when they can't cross, when and when not to cross the road. Because we have to give these fucking idiots something to do. Like, otherwise they're just running around here rampant, unchecked, Probably allowed to vote. Probably. And that, again, that is also one of the points of Walloper Watch, right? See some fucking idiot that will write back to the Nestle Chocolate Corporation telling them their favourite memories about a Fox's classic bar. That person's allowed to vote. Their vote is worth as much as yours. So if you're, if you're one of these people... That I assume is out there because, you know, the voices in my head are always at me when I'm trying to do something creative and fun like this. If you're one of these people that are like, what's he doing on there? What's the point of that podcast? Why is he always shouting about people? Like, he's so great. Well, I was like, listen, I try not to make a fucking idiot of myself in public. I will do that in private so nobody else has to participate in it. 
Not like these people. Not like these fuckers in this list. And this next one, this is a fucking prime example. Did we shout Walloper at that bitch? Walloper! Just in case we'll double down. So here we go. Here's a tweet from Bert Kreischer. Okay, Bert's not the Walloper. We like Bert. Okay. There was a reality... T- <clears throat> Excuse me, misread that. Okay. There was a reality show on MTV around 2000 to 2010-ish about the bros who were trying to become Hollywood producers and there were the brothers maybe from Texas. Does anyone remember that show? Okay. Now that it's been a second or two, if I had to ask you to summarise that Burt Kreischer tweet, what would you say? You would say he is trying to find information on a specific TV show. Correct? I'd say that's a a fair summation. So that's why I was so confused when I saw this reply. Nah, but I'll always remember how Burt got involved with the Russian Mafia. And check it out, this guy spelled his fucking name wrong. He spelled it Burt B-U. Dude, it's written down right in front of you. Also, if you don't know who Burt Kreischer is, he tells he's a comedian, and his most famous bit is a story about how he got involved with the Russian mafia. And he always starts it with, when I was 22, this is how I got involved. When I was 22, I got involved with the Russian mafia. This is how it went down. So, this guy thinks he's fucking cute, quoting Burt's own story back to him. To the point, to the point, that he put... A winky face. And not even, not fucking even an emoji winky face. A fucking semicolon half parentheses winky face. This prick did two button presses to make this happen. How does that help? What are you doing? Why do you have three names also? People are fucking idiots. Oh my god, here's another person just fucking letting themselves down. So, uh, Bisping was tweeting recently. Michael Bisping, former UFC fighter, was on tour at home. Um, sounded like a great show. Would have loved to have been there. Shout out if you managed to get there and get tickets. Um, also, with Luis J. Gomez opening up the show. Happy days, believe you me. One of the best mixed martial arts podcasts out there. So, this was a post about Bisping's tour. And this guy's commented underneath it. Mike, sent you a DM regarding tickets, mate. And it's just like, the unchecked fucking audacity of that comment is literally out fucking rageous. Can you believe that? Number one, Mike. Mike, that is Mr. Best Bing to you, you fucking stupid cunt. Mike, sent you a DM regarding tickets, mate. Regarding, about... About, you fucking fool. Mate. Mark, sent you a DM regarding tickets, mate. Oh, it fits into the London accent too perfectly. How do you just know that that is some fucking idiot Brit cunt? And then Bisping's replied, I stay out of tickets, mate. It's myticket.co.uk. Link in bio. Yeah, so you got your wee reply from Bisping exactly like you wanted. You wanted your you wanted your wee favorite fighter to write back to you on Instagram, and you got it. But like, I hope your tickets were washed down a fucking toilet, and you got your hand in and grabbed them just before that. There, you you have your hand on them. They're about to be flushed, and you're like, fucking hell, that was close. I can dry these suckers out. This'll be a fucking story, and a fucking crocodile bites your fucking hand off. You fucking goon. What are you doing? Bisping is not your fucking secretary. 
The former middleweight champion of the world doesn't fucking go running about trying to fix your tickets. Are you nuts? That's like needing disabled access to a U2 concert and asking Bono to hold the door for the ramp. Actually, that reminds me, I must tell the story one time about how I was the fucking person in charge of getting people out of the way for Shane McGowan's wheelchair to come out of a U2 concert. That's not a bad one. Um, but anyway, the fucking cheek of that message. I wouldn't see cheeks of God on Adriana Lima. I hope that's still a hot girl reference. Was she hot years ago? Oh, God. I don't know what slots are up to these days. Okay, so here we go. Paige Van Zandt on Twitter. What's your favourite gas station snack? <sighs> boy, you know <laughs> boy, you know there's going to be wallopers in here. You just know. Okay, so our mate here is letting himself down by A, replying. Obviously, I mean, this is just trying to get engagement. There's a picture of her with her tongue out, of course. But, uh, you know, it's sad. Like, it is actually sad when it's not sexual innuendo and they're genuinely answering Slot's questions. But here we go. Ham and cheese sandwich with mayo and a Starbucks mocha coffee. What's yours? Like, she's going to reply. Like... Like, that information isn't out there somewhere. Like, Paige Van Zandt isn't fucking posting 14 fucking times a day. I just... Someone come and get your uncle. Alright? He misses your auntie. But he drove her away. Fur and fucking square. By always writing under sluts fucking posts on Twitter. Hey! Some people can't handle the internet. Okay, so we're going across now to our favourite subreddit, EDC. So if you don't know what EDC is, it stands for Everyday Carry. And the subreddit is mainly pictures of people posting uh, flat lays of the equipment that they carry around on a daily basis. So they're Everyday Carry. So we've exposed some of these fools before because some of them just obviously don't have another avenue in their life to get positive attention. And this is where they come to do it. So it's all just like... But this is what's scary about it. These fucking socially inept autistic fucking retards have gigantic fucking knife collections. Huh? People don't see this as a problem. So here we go. So dude, it's just... This post is just this guy who has got more items than fucking sense. Uh, and the implication that you carry this around all day, every day, and that you should somehow be commended for this is just, quite frankly, idiotic. So he's got antacids, a phone, a watch, car keys, hand sanitizer, one, two, three, three knives, sunglasses, a torch, a multi-tool, uh, a compass, knife sharpeners, a mask, an umbrella, a wallet, pens, sharpie, a uh, medical kit. And more. There's more things here that I don't even really know what they are. But it's like, what the fuck are you doing, pal? How can you possibly need all of that? <laughs> There's one comment here. Only thing I'd add is a firearm, if that's possible in your area. <sighs> I am never going back to America. This subreddit has put paid to any desire I had to visit that country. I am over it. 
Who needs all that stuff? Where, where do you buy your jeans? Where are these jeans with these pockets? Are you... Oh my God, do, does, are you wearing dungarees? So you get an extra kangaroo pouch in the middle? <sighs> That's genius. I do love a good kangaroo pouch hoodie, so... um, I don't know, but like... Don't you have friends, sir? Can't you call one of your friends and be like, Oh, I got a new knife today, it's class. Why do you need to impress strangers by showing how much stuff you carry about? I mean, you're not impressing me, okay? I mean, come around here and threaten me with one of your three knives. That's fucking fine, but like... You know, you could kill me, but I won't die a virgin. So what's this really about, bro? I don't know. I just, I despair for these people. Okay, here's a, a subclass of Walloper. I'm unfortunately having to see more and more of in my day-to-day. This is a LinkedIn Walloper, and this is someone that just... I mean, it's almost understandable on LinkedIn because this kind of bullshit maybe drives business out of stupid people, but, like, it just seems cloying and unnecessary and attention-seeking, and I just, there have to be better ways of, you know, interacting with people. I, I don't know, but it's just like, who are you writing this lecture to? Who the fuck cares? I mean, the problem is also, how did I see this? But I think it's also, you get to see what people in your network have liked on LinkedIn. I'm not happy to be on LinkedIn, I gotta be for work, okay? Let's just, let's just put that out there. I'm not... You know, I'm not sitting fucking trying to connect with people in my industry and foster mutual. Like, no, fuck off. I've got a job to do. I don't have time to be on LinkedIn. Unless the part of my job is posting to LinkedIn, in which case I'm on. In which case I see something like this and I'm fucking horrified. Honestly. So this is some lady in from Belfast. Honestly, I love social media. But some people still manage to shock me with how up their own arse they are. (sighs) Just a little bit of advice. You might have a nice fancy job title now or be a successful business owner, but anything can happen. Stay humble. That person you are offending or disrespecting with your shitty attitude might well be the person who helps you if you fall. Billionaire, millionaire, CEO, MD, director, assistant director, manager, executive, assistant, trainee, all mean FA if you aren't a nice person. And then there's a glamour shot of her sitting on some steps. She's looking alright. Looking pretty good. Um, Nice foot tattoo. Toniel Varnish matches her jacket. Wonder is that on purpose? So, who's really up their own arse here? Who's posting glamour shots of themselves that they've had professional photographers take? You know, why are you dishing out the life advice like this? Why are you? How, who made you the arbiter of what are, what's good to post on LinkedIn or not? All right, people I find should be disrespected to their fucking faces a lot of the time because some people just fucking cruise through fucking life. Thinking that this kind of fucking... Anyway, I don't know. I just... What the fuck was the point of that like? She's encouraging people to be nice. On the internet! 
That's like going to a fucking dog farm and encouraging them to be cats. Is there such a thing as a dog farm? Is that a good reference? A place where they breed dogs, I guess. If that would have been wordy, that wouldn't have sounded as funny. So, yeah. Here we go. Here we got another uh, we got another LinkedIn fucking balloon here. Here we go. Oh, my God. This is a bad one. I just remembered what this one is about. Ooh. Yikes. That was me headbutting the microphone. I was doing a motor... Right, hold on. I got to give this bitch a real stupid voice because just... Like, it boggles the mind that this could... Anyway, here we go. I was doing a motivational talk this morning to a hundred or so university students on helping them develop confidence as they move into their careers. At the end, there was the space for questions. A man immediately raised his hand and was the first to speak up. He said exactly this. I really struggle to share my ideas in public spaces. I will want to say something and I will just not. I just don't have the boldness to do it. The room nodded in agreement. I said, Okay. May I ask, What is it that you are doing right now? He laughed. Everyone laughed. And he said, Wow. Okay. Maybe I can speak in public. I then winked. I winked. It just kind of happened. It felt right. And said, Okay, next question. And everyone laughed even more. And it was wonderful. And I moved on. Absolutely knowing, for all caps, that I'd made him think a little differently about himself. Anyway, I really, really fucking love my job sometimes. Get fucking bent. What are you talking about? Number one, that didn't happen. That's fake. That's made up. There is no, not a fucking mission that happened ever in the world. No chance. I will bet my fucking life on it. I would bleed good fucking blood to prove that wrong. Sorry, to have that proven wrong. But, you know, whatever. But, like, there's also some details in here that it's like, uh, you know, it's the punctuation in this sentence. It's, uh, I said, okay, full stop. May I ask, ellipsis, what is it that you are doing, ellipsis, right now, question mark. And then she's also put, winked and knowing in capital letters. And then it's the incongruous swear word in there as well. It's like, who are you swearing at? You don't use dirty words. Get the fuck out of here. Those are our words, you fucking bitch. You'll be taking our good fucking words for throwing at you and putting them on the LinkedIn. Alright? Let's not fucking corporatize the word shit, fuck, cunt. Hello? We need those. I hate LinkedIn with a burning fucking passion. I just saved one today for a future episode and it's like, it's actually insane that someone would write like that. It just, it bothers me so fucking much. But we'll get to that when we get to that. (sighs) Moving on from LinkedIn for right now. Oh, well, here we go. So, this is, um... Now, normally the Taliban are my boys. But they've done a bit of walloping here themselves. So, 
The Taliban used dynamite to destroy two 4th century statues of Buddha. They saw it as idolatry. The destruction revealed a previously unknown network of caves with wall paintings from the 5th to the 9th centuries and another giant statue of Buddha. And so it's just like, yo, if you blow up two statues of Buddha exposing an even larger and more prominent and historically significant statue of the Buddha that they will never let you blow up, then that is... Jesus Christ, that's a bad day at the office. And if your office is normally suicide bombing, like, that's a good day at the office. (laughs) So I don't know. God go with them. That's all I can say. Okay, now we have a run of a couple of everyday everyday carry wallopers in a row. Let's see. So here's one, and it's a picture of a messy bag with like a banana, a tablet, pills a drink in it and the caption is can you tell i was a open quotes shove papers into your backpack raw close quotes kid in school it's like listen i can barely tell that you went to school because of the idiocy of what you have chosen to post like if i really really thought about you going to school i would think about you not doing this not coming to my attention at all so Yeah, I just don't know, like, I mean, every picture in this fucking subreddit is a nice flat lay, everything lined out, and they have to, it's part of the rules of the subreddit, that they have to explain what everything in the picture is in a top-level comment, or it will be removed by a bot. So I just don't know, so this bitch just wants attention for a picture of her messy bag. I really, really, really don't think that this was worth 471 upvotes. 101 comments. What the fuck are we doing? What what are the 101 comments about? That banana looks nice. I don't don't know. So here's one guy. All right, so this guy's got... This guy, the picture is sitting down. It's on the leg of his jeans. He's got a notebook, a knife, a pen a multi-tool, a wallet, and a watch. And his caption is, waiting for the GF carry. It's like, listen, pour yourself a fucking drink and be a man about it. Waiting for your girlfriend to get ready so you can leave the house? Roll a fucking joint, you furry. She should be waiting on you, King. Although, Prince, no. Pauper, maybe, but like, so this guy, right, so you, you got to put yourself into the, you got to put yourself into the situation here, okay? So it's not just like a nice photo. So this guy is sitting in his house. He's waiting on his bitch wife getting ready to go out. She's taking forever. She's probably stinking. It probably takes a team of people to make her anyway decent, like to get this prize pig to market. It's probably taking a cosmetic surgeon a couple of hours. So he's sitting down the stairs there. He's twiddling his thumbs. He's ready to go. But then he's looking at his watch and he's like, well, why don't I take that off? Why don't I put it on my leg here? Why don't I grab my wallet, my notebook, my pen, my knife, and my multi-tool, which is distinct from my knife, remove those all from my, from my what? Like, what is he carrying these things in? Uh, so anyway, this is Batman, and he pulls all these things out of his utility belt, and he puts them on his knee, and he takes the photo, and then he makes a smarmy comment about waiting for his girlfriend. It's just like, listen, 
Just leave her. <laughs> you don't have to wait for her. Okay. Now you can leave the house right now, pal. You can be like, listen, we've got dinner plans. I ain't going. If you're not ready, that's on fucking you. Meet me at the bar. Right? So if where you're going for dinner doesn't have a bar, then I would suggest you reconsider heading out at all. And then, like, you don't have to stay with this woman that fucking can't be ready on time. That you have time to post to a fucking subreddit full of idiots. <sighs> Definitely. Definitely problems in that marriage. Or there's gonna be. And you know, I worry about this then because it's like... He's in here making a sarcastic, swarmy post to people that he doesn't even know. What's he saying to her face? Hurry up or this knife will be going through your fucking makeup. I, I don't know. But let's speculate wildly as to the domestic violence that's going on here. Alright, here we go. So the picture this time then in the new one is a notebook, a watch, sunglasses, a vape, a multi-tool, a pen, a notebook and car keys. Now... Inoffensive enough as EDC posts go, but the caption just pushed this one right into walloping territory, you know. Lazy Sunday, EDC, open brackets, posted on a Monday because I was too lazy on my Sunday, close brackets. One, nobody asked. Nobody asked at all. Nobody asked for you to do this, and it's just like literally not one person even fucking cares. Number two, nobody cared when or how you posted it. And number three, dude, anything involving sunglasses, a knife, car keys, a notebook, a pen, and a watch is not fucking lazy. That can no longer be described as lazy. Even getting out the door is a nightmare in that scenario. Do these people not do the fucking three touches before they leave the house? phone wallet keys and then even now that's like mask headphones vaccine card like it's it's out of control now everyone has everyday carry and these idiots want to fucking start a culture around it get a backpack <sighs> baffles me so anyway here we go we've got one last one and i said we were going to do three in a row but we're actually going to do four in a row um, this isn't exactly from the Everyday Carry subreddit, but it is, the 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 walloping genes are exactly the same. The genetics match perfectly here. So this is from a subreddit about flashlights, okay? So I'm trying to find out about very, very premium products that my company can give away as promotional items. That's why I'm in these subreddits, okay? I don't just go looking for wallopers. I never do. They come across my way and I'm like, if it rubs me up the wrong way, I put it into a note and we talk about it on here. But this one, so this is from a flashlight subreddit. The moment I've been waiting for. Do you have a light? Had a landscaper slash plumber out last night to look into some pipes that need to be replaced. When he couldn't see behind the drywall, he stuck his head out and uttered the sweet words. Hey man. Do you have a flashlight? My wife gave that single laugh that just bubbled up like a belch that she didn't know was coming. If I were faster on the draw, I would have said, excuse me while I whip this out, but instead I handed over my trusty EO2. 
the dude's eyes went wider than they already were when he fired it up. I went to bed a happy man last night with my EO2 by my side. The wife does not get a mention in the nighttime bedtime routines. So that's just it. I just like, this guy is delighted that a plumber made eyes at him. There's just, it's a plumber too. The sexual innuendos, the puns, they're all there. And there's too many of them to be made at once. Get out, get out, get behind me. Get this post away. Oh, that was almost too much. Those sweet words. What? (laughs) Why are all these people determined to write gay romance novels about lending people flashlights? (laughs) What? It's fucking honestly baffling. Like, each of these annoys me in turn when I put them into the note. But to have four back to back like that, like, I am genuinely concerned about mental health all around here. Somebody go check on all these people. Okay, so I wanted to read to you now an article, which is... Someone, like... Multiple people required this article to be written. So it's on businessinsider.com. So there are editors, there's a writer, there's, uh, you know, I guess sponsors to this one probably as well. A whole bunch of people. Not me. Not me. (laughs) Not fucking me. Had to all agree that this article needed to be written and posted. So here we go. I went to Five Guys for the first time. The milkshakes and fries were tasty, but not worth the money. And the drinks machines were surprisingly tricky to use. Okay, Grace Dean. Let's read your fucking magnum opus. Actually, just before we do that, there's also a cookie picture with the article where she's filling her drink from the soda machine and it's overflowing. Oh no! What a mess, Grace. Goodness gracious, what a whimsical article. (laughs) Fuck off. Fuck right off. I went to fight. I'm contemplating doing like a big botch angry lesbian man voice for her, but I don't think my voice is going to hold up to that for the whole thing. Let's just read these bullet points in that type of voice. I went to Five Guys for the first time to see what its burgers, fries, and milkshakes are like. I thought the milkshake tasted better than the burger, which I found a bit bland. The fries portions were massive. And the free refills were fun. (coughs) I just don't know. Like. We're not even into the article. And this is the journalism that's being done here. I went to Five Guys for the first time to see what it's burgers, fries and milkshakes are like. I mean. Did that need to be stated? Okay, whatever. I thought the milkshake tasted better than the burger. Which I found a bit bland. The fries portions were massive and the free refills were fun. I've heard a lot about Five Guys burgers over the years and I wanted to try one for myself. Five Guys opened its first restaurant in the UK in 2013 and now has more than 100 here. I went to my nearest one in Newcastle, Northern England. The menu contained largely what I expected, 
Though I was surprised there weren't more meat-free choices. What the fuck do you mean there weren't meat-free choices? They sell fucking fries! If you go to a burger and fries place and you're a vegetarian, you get the fries and you shut the fuck up. I ordered a cheeseburger, fries, refillable soda and milkshake. It came to $21.65, around $30, which I thought was a bit pricey for a casual meal. While I waited for my food to cook, I decided to pour a drink at the Coca-Cola Freestyle machine using the cup I was given when I placed my order. I loved being able to customise my drink, though it took me a while to figure out how to pour it. I had to ask my friend who told me that you had to press the silver button. I had thought it would be a button on the touch screen. And yet you're not wearing a helmet in any of these photos. Using the machine was fun. But I got a bit distracted posing for photos. And my drink overflowed. Oh no! It all overflowed into the grate which is designed to catch overflowing drinks because they know that stupid children will get their mucky paws all over the touchscreen and fuck up. It took about 8 minutes for my food to be ready. See that's right there how you know that Five Guys Marketing Department wrote this. 8 minutes. It's quantified. Anyway, we will move on. There were tables downstairs too, but I took my food upstairs to tuck in. What is that sentence? How does that... <clears throat> Do you know, I can't go nuts after every single sentence here, but this bitch is, this article is like a photo essay. There is a sentence and then a picture every single time. It's like reading... You know, like a kid's alphabet book. Hey, apple. Turn the page. You know, it's like B. <sighs> Here's what I got. There's a picture of the saddest looking meal I have ever seen. I opted for a regular portion of the Five Guys style fries. When I placed the order, the server told me that it's usually enough to feed two or three people. The fries overflowed the cup they were served in. These are all the ones that couldn't fit the cup. It's a picture of the bottom of the bag. Five guys seemed really proud of their fries. It's a picture of a sign on a wall that says, Today's potatoes are from Herefordshire, UK, Oakfield Farm. You're telling me Five Guys Marketing Department didn't write this? So they want... And had bags of potatoes as well. And containers of peanut oil throughout the store. I'd never tried fries cooked in peanut oil before. But to be honest, I couldn't taste the difference. Okay, so Five Guys have obviously got some negative marketing feedback on the fact that they're fried in peanut oil. Because the public probably doesn't know what peanut oil tastes like. They want canola oil, but peanut oil is probably cheaper. So it's got a brand awareness problem there. So they've... 
<laughs> Five guys have enlisted Grace Dean to come along and write this article to sort it out. Wow, this is transparent, guys. I went for the Heinz Five Guys mayonnaise to dip them in. You went for the mayonnaise to dip them in. This is getting embarrassing. And there's a photo credit every time of some poor fucker. I mean, I hope that this guy got paid for this. Like, don't tell me she just dragged her boyfriend along on this fucking... What is this? A junket? What what could we possibly call this? The fries were yummy and had the perfect amount of salt on them. The portion was massive though and I only ate around a third of them. Then I moved on to the cheeseburger. The toppings were free, which I thought was great, though the more expensive ones, cheese and bacon, meant you had to upgrade your order to a different burger. I ordered mine with mayonnaise, lettuce, tomato, grilled onion and grilled mushroom. Gross. The burger was pretty big with its double patty and I was excited to tuck in. The burger was nice, but it somehow tasted a bit bland. I think this was down to my choice of filling. If I'd opted for gherkins or mustard, it may have had more flavour. Got a burger without bacon and cheese on it. It's on fucking sight if I ever meet you in the flesh, Christine. Do you understand me? It was super oily too. This is how greasy my hands were after having just three bites. And it's a picture where you cannot see the grease in her hand. I don't think. Bad photo. There was a lot of mayonnaise in the burger, which made it a bit sickly, especially because I had mayonnaise with my fries too. But that's your own choice. You chose what to top the burger. You chose what to dip the fries in. The Heinz Five Guys mayonnaise, don't forget I also couldn't notice any mushroom in the burger. Alright, well if they left that off then that's a mistake. The burger was good and I ate the whole lot. But for 8.25 it was nothing special. So it converts to $11.45. Which is significantly more. And I'll just jump in here with a little bit of North American burger knowledge. That's significantly more than a Wendy's Baconator. Which comes with bacon and cheese. Dumb bitch. After this, I decided to grab another drink. There were two more Coca-Cola Freestyle machines. Okay, maybe Coca-Cola wrote this because Freestyle is always getting a capital letter. The drink... <clears throat> the machine said you could pour your drink using your phone, which I thought sounded fun. What's fun about... The what? Fun! Photos getting tied up and having your balls tickled by a black lady. What the fuck is this? This is dicking around with your phone. Something I suspect you already do far too much, you vacuous cunt. I opened the camera on my phone and tried to scan the QR code on screen. But after nothing happened, 
I realized you needed to manually type in the URL, which was displayed under the QR code. Okay, now we've got a, a different photo credit on this one. Was this a three-man exhibition to order a burger and fries from Five Guys? Business Insider. I am available to write articles that are not walloping about burgers anytime, day or night. You've got my fucking number. Fucking hell. This takes you to a website where you can actually scan the QR code. I would have already started pressing the buttons. I would have already started pressing the buttons on the machine. You selected your drink on the website like you do on the machine, which is two foot in front of your face in this fucking photo and yet you're still using your phone. And then hold down a button to pour the drink. It would have been better if there were clearer instructions, but pouring my drink by phone was fun. Then I moved on to the milkshake. Newcastle's Five Guys is particularly famous for its milkshakes because one was thrown at Nigel Farage, then leader of the Brexit party, when he visited the city in May 2019. Well, that is the last fucking place I expected this article to go, and that's genius. Where was all of this inspiration for the rest of the article? You should have been reviewing every fucking milkshake in Newcastle to see which was best to throw over Farage. There's an article worth reading. Oh my god, this sentence. Farage's attacker went for a salted caramel and banana shake, but I opted for Biscoff, banana and peanut butter. The milkshake was super yummy and definitely my favourite part of the meal. However, the peanut butter was definitely the dominant flavour. I got a few lumps of yummy Biscoff spread, but it wasn't until the final sips that I could taste any banana. At $5.25, $7.30, I thought it was a lot for a shake. I thought it was worth it because I wanted a flavour combination that you don't often find. Having unlimited toppings for one set price is great, but if you wanted a plain strawberry or banana shake, I thought it wouldn't be worth the money. Even though Five Guys is a huge global chain with nearly 1,700 restaurants, the, Newca the Newcastle location had touches that still made it feel local, like two boards of children's drawings. I had to add one myself, of course. I liked how I didn't have to pay extra to dine in. You have to pay extra to dine in in places? What? But I would have maybe been annoyed if I had ordered the food for takeout and still paid the same as sit-in customers. Overall, the food tasted good but I felt like I was paying restaurant prices for fast food service. It took nearly 10 minutes for the food to be ready to, which isn't great if you're in a rush. Going to Five Guys made a fun change, but I'm not sure I'll be racing back there anytime soon, apart from maybe for a milkshake to treat myself. So now that I've finished that, it's like, I don't even know if Coca-Cola or Five Guys, like, it's horrendous. It doesn't work to promote anything. It's awful. And someone... <sighs> someone needs to sit that girl down and tell her she's never going to be a journalist. Alright, look. Maybe somebody needs to sit me down and tell me I'm never going to be a podcaster, but... But I mean, come on. Imagine writing that... Do you think that she goes around in public and calls herself a writer? Do you think she phoned her mum after that article and was like, Oh! I got an article published. No. 
I just, I don't know. We all do things that we're not particularly proud of in this lifetime, but to come up with something that asinine around the subject of burgers. You know, if you want to be a journalist or a writer or a content creator, like, do better. Do better, quite frankly. Remember, we're reclaiming the phrase do better from woke people on this podcast and we're applying it to wallopers. We're saying do better. Do better. I also like to sit and imagine that girl trying to have a conversation with you. Remember that Korean girl that was on Joe Rogan there, the North uh, the North Korean defector? It's just like, <sighs> us white people don't have a fucking clue. Imagine telling Yon Mi Park that you couldn't work out how to control the Coke machine with your phone. Oh, it just, it fucking vexes me. The buttons are right there. Right there. That's absolutely crazy. I'm going to have to find out if we can follow Grace Dean on like Instagram or Twitter or maybe follow her around in real life because... I mean, clearly, it's a mile a minute. She's got two fucking photographers following her around to go and eat a burger that she doesn't get bacon or cheese on. Get this bitch a reality show. Get this bitch a reality show where she goes around trying out all the burgers. Call it Keeping Up With The Lord Asian. That's not bad. That's not bad. For, like, on the spot, not bad. Walloper. In case that needed to be said. <laughs> okay, and then, look... Oh my god. Right, this is it. We're out of here on this one. We're booking, we're gone, we're done. But in this internet age of clickbait, people write articles like that Five Guys thing and then I'm just going to read you the headline of this next one and just... Do you think anybody, like, grew up aspiring to do this bullshit? I just don't know. But anyway, here's an article by Vice. This guy is coming out of his ass. A rare complication from a catheter might have made this man ejaculate through his anus for two years. And then look, there is nothing that I can add to or take away from that punk files. Go look up that article on Vice for yourself if you so wish. I can't fucking handle this stupidity anymore. I am fucking out of here. I'll be back. Soon, with more glorious fucking punkadelism. Until then, look after yourselves. Peace, love, punkadelic.